Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. And I thought today we could discuss uh, some trends in technology or yeah. how would you describe it? I would describe it exactly that way. Upcoming technologies that could be disruptive and maybe have potential ethical implications. That maybe you haven't heard about. Yeah, that are, it's worth teasing out. Mm-hmm. The implications of, especially ethically, of these. Start thinking about it now. Start thinking about it now. It's coming. It's coming down Five the road. to ten years. That's the timeline we're talking. Wow. Some of the Black Mirror type stuff. Okay. Yep. So the first one is Neuralink. Yeah. Tell us about Which it. I this, wanna, is your, this is your story that you've been preaching uh, about for a I while. I love Neuralink. <laughs> I want to put this in the broader category of just brain-computer interfaces. Okay. Or, I don't know what that means right now. BCIs. They are being developed for, think like VR headsets as well. Okay. Ways that computers can interface with brain activity directly. So without the need for digital. I don't need to touch. Meaning fingers. By mere thinking, Mm -hmm. I can make something happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the technology can detect it. Detect it. The electrical signals or something. So, Hmm. So anyway, that's an emerging sort of technology that has a keen eye for the VR market and what virtual reality, virtual reality. Yes. Uh, but one of the bits of technology that is, I'm like, just, and yeah. just to tie that rope, like why, why they have a keen eye there. You're saying just, wouldn't oh. it be nice to do this without a big helmet? Uh, sure. Yeah. Imagine, right. Like I just kind of like, <clears throat> Yep. Get a chip into my neck. Imagine that and it's... And now I can play games and stuff. Yeah, imagine that it's sending signals to stimulate the part of the brain responsible for visual processing. Mm-hmm. You don't actually need a screen in front of your face. Amazing. You can... Closed eyes. Change what you're seeing. And yeah. it's sending... And hallucinate in some way, like when you dream. Or, uh, actually, dream might be a good example because you feel things in dreams as well. So mm-hmm. rather than having some touch controllers that are kind of tracking your hands and you're oh, using yeah. buttons, why not just have the experience of what it feels like to move an arm without actually moving your physical arm. Or, for example, maybe you are playing a game where you aren't a human being, you're a bird or an octopus, and you are controlling tentacles instead of arms, Mm. and you could do that with your mind. So your brain is surprisingly plastic in its ability to learn to control new limbs, you know, in that sort of environment. Okay, so that's like... That's like a use case. Now, you're theory crafting. None of that's possible yet. Yeah, yeah, that okay. doesn't happen yet. Well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> certainly not at the consumer level. That's yeah, not yeah. happening. There's also, you can imagine, medical applications. Oh, sure. An amputee suddenly gets a prosthetic arm that he can control with his mind. I mean, that's huge. Just like I... I mean, I control a... An actual arm with your mind. Yeah. Now, that does exist to the point where... Um, they could grab a robot finger without you looking and you could tell them which finger it was that they were touching, wow. you know, on this prosthetic hand. So that technology promises to be pretty mm-hmm. revolutionary for the medical field. Absolutely. Um, specifically, you brought up Neuralink, which is one of Elon Musk's many wild mm-hmm. schemes. Uh, but the Neuralink exists already at this point, and that is a small, maybe quarter-sized... Uh, device yeah. where they they cut out a circle oh, they do. on oh. your skull oh, my word. and they embed it with little, I imagine them as tendrils or electrodes that are very, very thin. 
that go down into the brain. To, no kidding, dude. Mm-hmm, to stimulate like through the little cracks. That's my the, well. I don't the know crevices. about through the wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether they just go straight through the meat or what. I'm no scientist. And this is not and not this has not been done on a person yet. This not is, a person. It has on a monkey. It has on pigs. So this monk they, for the monkey, they took him. Yeah. And they put him in a little white gown, he's, and he's on the bed. He's wearing a neuralink pen. And they put a thing on his brain. Yeah. Oh, my word. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let me... And they put the little shard of skull back and like kind of... I'm not sure, actually. I'm not like sure if they cover it up, like you're patting. cork it back down and seal it up real good. I don't know what happens there with the patch or if you just have a steel section of skull. I don't know. I they're really careful, so he's not afterwards just like... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got to be very careful. So <laughs> let me tell you about the monkey because the monkey blew my mind. Okay. So I've heard about this, but you've heard about the monkey, it. but let me tell I you, love the story. Tell you about the monkey. Google it. Actually, you're on YouTube. After I tell you this, or maybe before, you've got to see just it. pause yeah, it. Yeah, type you've... in Neuralink monkey pong. Pong. Add that to your keyword. So here's the story. There's a video. It's out there on YouTube from Neuralink. This is one of the videos. They're trying to recruit people to their team to develop this technology further. So they want to show where it's up to. They have a monkey, and he is using a joystick to move a cursor on a screen to a highlighted square. And when he keeps the cursor there, some banana smoothie comes out of his straw, and he sucks away on that, and he bloody loves that banana smoothie, right? I love that part. So that's his incentive. He's sucking away on that smoothie all day, and he's steering this thing around trying to Only hit the Only delivered squares. upon completion of Success. the task. Yeah, yeah, so that's his... He's motivated, mate. He's coming for that square. Okay. He's wearing a Neuralink, and they are sending all of the all of the brainwave data that is indicating hand movements of the joystick. They are reading all of that, and from it, building a model of what that data means in terms of his intentions to move a hand. Oh, my so word. That what does that look like, that data? I don't. Even, they show you on the screen. Is it, it looks n- like are they numbers? Waves. Is it line? It's waves. Brainwaves, right? It's... I don't, know, I don't know what a brainwave is. It's ones and zeros, okay. eventually, ultimately. Oh, it's electricity. <laughs> but. So, okay. okay, so then the next step is, after they've sort of learned the language of this monkey's brain, they unplug the joystick. Uh, so the joystick is not sending any signals to where to move the cursor, and instead they control the cursor based solely on their they, interpretations. The uh, sorry, the experimenters. Oh cause the cursor to move in correspondence to the monkey's brain waves, bypassing entirely the physical input of the joystick. They are just reading his intentions to move his hand. He's still moving his hand, yeah, still yeah. hanging on the joystick, but it's not plugged in. And he's still able, just based off that, to hit the square and suck away on his smoothie. So that's cool. Then they so take pe- away the because joystick. Because you're saying, just to be super clear, that the thing on his brain is gathering data, sending it to their system... That interprets that as if he brainwaves in this way, then mm-hmm. the cursor will move should move in this yes, way. Yes, that's right. So he's playing he's, that game. He's with controlling his brain. the cursor with his mind. So then they go ahead, they take away the joystick altogether, and I think he's double handing his smoothie at that point. He's just he's getting after it, and he starts. Uh, he plays some pong. He's playing pong. There's a monkey playing pong with his mind, controlling his paddle just by willing it to go up and down. And if he blocks the ball, then he gets. And then he gets. I assume that's how it works. Maybe yeah. it's if he scores. I don't know what the condition is for yeah. a smoothie squirt, but <laughs> he's waiting for it. So, so that technology is being developed. It's obviously in animal trials it's at this point. Unbelievable, dude. And um, I mean, Musk says it's 
coming. It's not going to catch us by surprise. It's not going to roll out overnight, mm -hmm. but it'll start with human trials and then some uh, medical test cases where people are desperate to try anything to restore limb function, whatever it happens to be. Um, but that eventually it will trickle down to be consumer grade to, to, to where it would replace your cell phone. You know, If you could interface with a computer directly with your mind, uh, you could presumably send information texts, whatever, mm -hmm. much more quickly than doing it slowly with your thumbs, pressing one character after another. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the end game is for this. It, There's so many details to work out. Right. You know, I don't want unsolicited messages. That's right. It's I, coming to my brain. I, right. I, you're right. That's I don't huge. want someone to hack my thing. Don't want to be hacked. Don't no, want to be mind appear, controlled. appeared too smutly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't escape it. <laughs> I don't want someone to gain control of my limbs nope. because they've somehow got a hold of my Neuralink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds gotcha. of like how would that actually play out but it really does start to seem pretty black mirror after a while and i wouldn't believe it unless i was seeing it and we're sort of living in a very weird timeline at the mm -hmm. moment so these next five ten years are going to be very strange now i think the price barrier will be obscene to begin with who can afford to have surgery to stick mm -hmm. a Neuralink in their head now i worry about that and its potential to couple with AI and sort of the the onset of this human-machine hybrid right. deal. Um, suppose even just what an advantage it would be if I could Google things silently in my mind and come up with answers. Even that alone would be a very... That would be a strong advantage in interviews or relating with people, whatever yeah, it happens to be. I mean, dude, you're, what we're talking about now is the revolution of society yeah everything about it mm -hmm. education yeah uh test standardized testing yeah i can just i can just take a picture with my uh, yeah. you know like like a cell phone camera and i can upload it to reddit and someone can do that thing and tell me the answer yeah and I'm, I'm just sitting there with my pen and my yeah. paper yeah it's all yeah. happening internally the stranger thing is when Musk talks about like recording and reliving memories. That would be like it'd be like having a dream. There Except is an episode of Black Mirror just like that. Yes, right. Yeah. Where they're recording everything that happens. Mm -hmm. right? And he thought like she was looking at some dude across I saw the room. the way you looked at go, him. Hey, go back to eight thirty-seven and let's watch it back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the detail—it's all in the details of like the security totally. part, right? Yeah. Like I need full. I need to know. I'm not going to lose my sense of person mm -hmm. and self and that I will remain in control of my body or, you know, and I don't know how realistic those fears are. Well, and so actually, well, just like with anything else, it cuts both ways. I feel the intuition that I would want total autonomy over my Neuralink mm -hmm. and no one can do anything with it or ever override it. But then on the other hand, to prevent some of these big problems, you might want to be able to... Mm -hmm force someone to hand over some of the data from their Neuralink. Yeah. Uh, or shut them off. Like, okay, it's test time. And you press something, it's like a little EMP. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Back to normal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Now, now I'm talking that turn. I don't really know what I'm talking about. but I, I don't think many of us know until it, it fully hits what the implications but just the idea, But even your monkey story that you can watch it happen. This really happened. It's happened. That happened. A monkey played Pong. With his mind. With his mind, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And presumably, now just to be clear, mm -hmm. Monkey would not 
the the thing the the surprising part of this is not that monkeys play pong no because you might no, uh, no, no. through other means train a monkey yeah yeah monkeys he, do really cool things it's not like the matrix where they downloaded like kung fu into the monkey and now he knows yeah. how to play pong or like even i'm not i wouldn't be shocked that a trainer could teach a monkey to play pong with the joystick yeah. and or even table tennis mm-hmm. you know yeah but that he's doing uh, we removed the barrier to need mechanical input Yes. It's shocking. Yes. I can't play ping pong with my mind. No. I do in the sense of through my arm, and then I do the joystick. Well, I think what would end up... I was thinking about what's this like from the perspective of the monkey, because at a certain point, he realizes moving my arm doesn't matter. There is no joystick. I'm just sucking on this. And I think... It, correct That's me very trippy for It him. would have to be something like the dot on the screen feels like a limb. It feels like an extension of my person. I just... What do you mean? How do I move it? I just move it. How do you move your arm? Uh-huh. I just I just move it. What do you mean? Yeah, man. I think it would end up feeling like that, which is bizarre. I would love this bunch of games I would love to play with my mind where I don't have to rely on the speed of my fingers to execute stuff. I mean, so <laughs> many tasks are like that, you know? Yeah. Or I don't even What does it do to sports? Mm-hmm. So like LeBron James or Steph Curry, the best three-point shooter we've ever seen, ha- like something is going on in his brain mm. when he makes a like the ideal three-point shot. And so, okay, we captured that. So now we know what that brainwave looks like. And if he, right? And if he's got the neural link, then can't execute, he just go like, exec- execute three point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe. If that's how this whole corpus works. Yeah, you know? I think there's a danger. And for a longer conversation on Neuralink, you can look at what Elon has said about it. And I mm-hmm. think he's on Joe Rogan a couple times talking about it. But. Even for if you could stimulate the pleasure center, uh, dear, what trouble that father. would get you in? You know, yeah. in terms of whether it, whether it was you know the most intense orgasm you've ever had because yeah. it's a neuralink orgasm at the press of a button at the press of a button, or if it's like the same like a dopamine kick or some other like a drug that you would just keep hitting, why uh, that could be a real problem? You know, if you could mm-hmm. just hit that on demand. Would you ever do anything else? <laughs> right. I don't know. And once the technology's out there, I mean, maybe the first couple of generations of the things have some copyrights behind them, mm-hmm. and they've been designed to remove those options. But once people get a handle on the tech and can make off-brand yeah. versions of it that don't have any of those safeguards, who knows? Who knows? Know? Who knows? So that's one okay. bit of technology to look out for. I'm Could troubled. Totally I'm excited and troubled yeah, yeah. by this. Okay. Yes, me too. Uh, the other one that I have been thinking about is, um, I guess they're all kind of related in that they're tech and related to the human person, but synthetic biology. Mm. So I am a, I am biological. Mm-hmm. I am made up of a human part. Parts of me are this human genome mm-hmm. recorded on some base pairs of nucleotides. A, C, T, and G, and when they're arranged in a certain way in a double helix, and you print these off and make proteins based on them, then you get me. That's what you get. Okay. Well, what if we could make synthetic versions of them that are not um, organically derived, let's Mm. say? So I could just print off copies of... I mean, it's somewhat of what's happening in the, the food revolution toward, uh, like, vegetarian beef, 
what's the word for it? There's a term. Um, oh, are you saying the lab-grown meat? Lab-grown that's meat. That's what you're referring to? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's like one uh, implication or one mm-hmm. uh, payoff of this new tech yep. is that what, what if I could just print off a filet mignon without having to kill the cow? Yeah. Now, a little different in lab-grown. Maybe I don't know enough about what you're talking about. Yeah, the yeah. lab-grown meat starts with a cell culture from an actual cow. You know, like they take uh-huh. a biopsy and then they grow that meat. So it's not synthetic. It is real cow meat. It's just gotcha. We didn't have to kill the cow. I think this maybe then is a we're trying to remove that step. Yeah. Of what it's if a I could, truly lab grown meat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we just we um have under we have the genome for cow, and what proteins it takes to create the flame and yon part, and then you could kind of print it out. I 3D, mean, three D print it. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I mean, and that's probably I would say that's super complicated compared to other to things that are not as complicated they're more troubling so let's say i mean uh, the coronavirus has a certain sequence to it Mm -hmm. and i mean that's part of what i think what's happening with the mrna vaccine i'm not totally sure on this but i think that this new technology of the vaccine everyone has uh is using this kind of tech mm. and that it's um, based on the nucleotides of the virus. But in any case, there's this notion that whatever it is that makes up a virus or uh, a biological plague of sort or a bioweapon, that you could synthetically put those together. And with the coupling of like 3D printing and that technology, that it's if it's just a, a file of information that I open on my computer... Yeah, and I could kind of just like make it at home. That's a huge problem. That's that's an enormous. That's problem. like I, that I could create. That someone could create Ebola in their basement. In their basement, and just kind of like. Now, how far away are we from something like that, though? Where's the, I don't have a good handle on where the technology's up to. In yeah, I just arena. heard a few podcasts and some guys talking about it. I mean, apparently, this is one of the fields that's increased the most. I really? Mean, yeah. So, just one example we like i think in two was it 2002 or 2003 we mapped the human genome through the human genome project and i think it took 14 years mm. now i think you can get yours in like two weeks just the tech of yeah being able to it's accelerated yeah mm-hmm. and so and the human genome is super long yeah but viruses and plagues like this are not nearly as long at all to generate the information call me a doomsayer mm-hmm. it seems like a matter of time until a bad actor gets a hold of this technology and tries this bioterror yep like that seems more like a when than an if to me yes that's true and so this um oh what's his name rob reed hmm. um he's a science fiction writer and what else he did something not fictional that was noteworthy that's given him some street cred but rob reed uh he did this whole like three hour long documentary about it and Mm. he said the same thing you're saying that it's more of a when than if uh we can but he focused on like what are the parameters we can put in place to prevent outbreaks yeah so covid was kind of like a trial run for a pandemic that Mm -hmm. did not go very well Mm -hmm. and we're so we're really lucky in the sense that COVID we got is, off lightly, that is, yeah. it is not super contagious compared to things like Ebola. Yeah, 
that have a huge i think it's like the r factor of how rapidly it spreads Mm -hmm. and if someone can print off one of these super viruses i mean we need to have infrastructure in place like how to detect it early and quarantining yeah super interesting well hopefully 2020 was enough of a wake-up call to Mm -hmm. To the point, like, he was making it sound like it would get to the point where, like, th- what you can do in a high school lab now is amazing compared to when we were in school. Oh, I, I believe that. Yeah. And there will come a point when it's, like, in the dark recess of the internet. Like, it's just available online. If you had put your mind to mm-hmm. causing a mass amount of destruction, you could just kind of go download this. The plan yeah. for SARS or something. And get a basic little... Th- set up like a high school biology stuff at home like a bunsen burner and centrifuge and you can kind of do this at home and then sorry and then what do you do with it so you pre 3d print this tiny organism or what's happening and then you what drop it off at a school or something yeah okay. essentially i mean okay. a virus well, i shouldn't have been laughing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like why are you laughing that's exactly what they'll do right and lots yeah, of people yeah. will die mm-hmm. really seems absurd because you can grow, like, it's a culture. You can, like, grow it on stuff, you know? Listen, I'm dumb. Yeah, I'm yeah. so dumb. D- Don't you have to start with something that's alive? How are you going to 3D print it without already having... Or are you saying the raw materials that they're using to 3D print are, are not are cultures? They're not living. Uh, man. I worry that you're talking about abiogenesis, and I want to make sure that you're not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. So... Think if I'm if I'm understanding this right, um, so I feel like you're calling me out on this. So you can get a hold of. There's only so many amino acids, okay, that form a protein, mm-hmm. and so I can get um, certain amounts of those amino acids. And once I have the information on my computer of what amount of those go into making a protein and to making a, a helix or double helix of some virus hmm. that because that's basically what a virus is it's just kind of a chunk of dna that's infected that, that is alive uh well I'm there's stuck on the life piece okay there's a debate in the science community about of what counts as being alive yes okay and virus is typically thought to not be really because it's not self-replicating it requires a host if i'm not mistaken uh, okay Whereas bacteria is a living thing, and you might remember from yes from high school, you you do start with a little thing and it grows, and grow. you swab it on the agar that's right dish, and you put it in the heat thing, yeah, and you get more of it the next. That's day. what I'm picturing. Okay, bacteria maybe. Think of like that, but with virus and genetic material. Mm. Hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, to the degree. I mean, again, we're not right there yet, but it's coming. That's coming. That's another thing that's worrisome. You know what, man? This podcast is a downer. I did not expect it to be such a downer when we started it. Because, like, I'm excited about Neuralink. Let me give you some reasons why I'm excited. I don't know what reasons there are to be excited about this technology. I'm looking forward to playing Spotify straight to my brain without needing earbuds. I'm looking forward to sitting in a mental Discord channel with my mates all around the world all day long. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's pros to these things. I don't know what a pro would be. Well, I guess there's genetic manipulation you could maybe do to your own body like my eyes not functioning right could i restore that somehow or absolutely like dna repair or yes or, yeah. yeah well funnily enough your um some of the solution some of the problems 
are both being a, are are addressed by both items we've talked about so far. So, okay, bring do, some hope. Yeah, do you want to get a Neuralink chip and to feel like you have an arm, mm. or maybe synthetic biology? I get you to grow my want arm. An arm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of where okay. it's at, and okay. just I mean, tons of illnesses, any any kind of genetic illness. Mm-hmm. This is hoping to address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As with all of these advances, you know, there is so much good and so much harm that can be done with mm-hmm. these crazy tools we come up with. Wild. And it's something, man. Like just thinking of past technologies. Like, do do we wish social media wasn't invented or the internet? Mm. How can you make that kind of moral count? That's so, so so much evil has been done with the internet. Yeah. So much good. Yeah. So much good. Yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, it's up to the next generation and uh, well, us. Yeah. It'll be in the next decade or two. Steward it well. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the third one? We had three we we're going to hit on. Okay, the third one, and it's kind of humorous, but, and uh, again, has the upside and downside, but it's the... It's a small part of the advancement in artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. but particularly in regard to like audio visual. So there's some really crazy stuff you could look at online right now. One is deep fakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is this person does not exist dot com, and um, crazy. And, and is the is the audio considered deep fake also? Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. So the idea of a deep fake, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is a artificial intelligence, a computer is able to compile the look of a famous celebrity, let's say, and their voice to make it look like they're saying something that they didn't say. Yeah, that's about the size of it. Is that it? That's about it. It's like if it... Imagine a computer studied enough footage of Clint Neptune to understand... or, Or actually, it's even more than that. Imagine they had a photo of Clint Neptune, but they'd studied enough human faces to understand what an eye is, how it works, the muscles around the eyebrows, mm-hmm. all of that. And then they can take that photo, the computer can take that photo and simulate those movements, what it would look like if this weren't a photo and it were a video, you know? Um, and if these were the words that we wanted it to say? Yeah. I mean, if they listen to enough have, of I, your voice. We've coupled that together, the audio and the visual? Yeah. What do you mean have we coupled that together? Because I saw, like, you mentioned... Oh, that- you've seen one or the other. Um, yeah, yeah. I okay, don't know if I've seen never them together. At the same time. But I think that's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So you can go online and is it Barack Obama or George W. Bush? There's is, a whole I forget what the name is. Is rapping yeah, 50, into club by fifty cents cent. and using all the horrific swear words. <laughs> yeah, if you just Google like audio deep fake or uh on YouTube, you'll you'll find him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's he that didn't sounds do it. like George and W. It sounds Bush. Like him. It yeah. really does sound like him. Except he's saying really offensive or, things. Or just type in deep fakes, best deep fakes on YouTube. Dude, the best one, I think the best one I've seen is John Travolta as um, Forrest Gump. Oh, man. That one is so good. Because he was originally cast for it and turned down the role, and then oh. Tom Hanks got it. So and, you just watch this three minute thing of all like these key moments in the movie Forrest Gump, which is Tom Hanks, but they've. It's John. They, meaning the AI. Yeah. A computer. Very convincingly that puts like John, John Travolta. In it. And to the point where it's at the point, uh, it's not John Travolta's voice. No, it's Tom Hanks' voice. But it looks like it's. And some of these shots, I would never be able to tell. No. Sometimes you can tell, you know, when something's a bit funky around the edges or whatever. Uh-huh. Some of them are so convincing that if nobody told you it was a deep fake, you wouldn't know. Now that's troubling in some ways because uh. if that technology advances, 
and becomes more and more commonplace, it is already difficult to trust trust information that you're reading online. You think misinformation is a problem now? Yeah. Just wait till the underbelly of Facebook yep. is pumping out political ads showing who knows things that uh, never happened or yeah. things that were never said alexandra ocasio cortez saying crazy stuff that she never yeah. said yeah yeah so amazing now couple that with this hilarious website called this person does not exist.com mm -hmm. Un unbelievable um yeah i so, think there's another this cat does not exist i think there's a few of them dot <laughs> com but you just go there and you will see a photo right of a person he has it up or he had up it, on the screen there that, that's doesn't exist it's just an ai generated face they've looked at millions of photos of humans and now they've created one and even the backgrounds are all different generated yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just it could be at the dock or it just knows the how library to, it knows how to make a photo of a person that's and, not real and so coupling that together i mean you could we're not that far away from you could just have an ai just kind of made a movie of a fake person mm -hmm. with some voice fake human voice that they've put together mm -hmm. and it looks real does all the movements yeah well like you and our buddy steven have talked about uh you could be in the movie submit your face and now that's on the next application the next avengers yep. you get to be iron man and you can watch it i think that's the future of film yeah you get to you get to feature and be right in on. it uh <laughs> there is also uh ai songwriting that's being that's happening uh, whether it's you know voice simulation or i mean a computer that studies enough pop music will uncover formulas that are successful and you've listened to songs. it and it sounds pretty good or oh yeah 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 it sounds good like so and what that means so just for our listeners and for myself when we say ai it's some person out there that has clicked play on some program that's been written let's say an algorithm yeah an algorithm hmm. And it's not like um, it's not like launching Microsoft Word where there's this definite process, right? It's like you press play on an algorithm, and it see is it really genuinely intelligence? It's the person who wrote it. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Who wrote the program? You mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the work produced is uh, was a randomness element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me think about what a good analogy would be i don't know if i have one off the top of my head but the the mm. programmer wrote the tool but it's almost like putting some input into the tool can result in wildly different outputs okay. based on this algorithm and what mm. it's doing you know what i mean yeah i think so the so the person is not the programmer is not composing melodies right okay uh the computer is composing melodies and uh, they're convincing. I mean, they sound fine. They sound that sounds like music that you would hear. Somewhere. So, just like really practically, if that exists right now, mm. could you like get a handle on that algorithm and then put press play? It produces a three minute track and put it on Spotify, and you make money from it. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, again, I don't, I don't know right where the technology is at there. Well. There's a joke in there about making money from Spotify, but mm -hmm. that's not going to happen. Yeah. But um, yeah, in theory, you could do that if you had the software. Like, like, or think about even there's elements of the music I make where I might use a randomize function. You oh. know, maybe this particular sound, I'm going to define a scale and a range within these octaves, and 
uh, how many notes I want there to be, but I want you to computer randomize the order of the notes. Um, and I can certainly turn that into a song and sell that. So this would right. just be that taken to the extreme. The, the question mm-hmm. would be, or the pushback that I hear from people is like, I will always prefer human-made music because it's got that human soul to it. Oh, it's like, I get what you're saying. There's something to music not being mathematical and locked to a grid, and there's something about ebb and flow and human mm-hmm. grooves and all that. But, mate, computer can study all of your hip-hop grooves and emulate those too. So, or... A computer that can simulate the exact way a human voice breaks when it's on the verge of crying. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you get passion from a, a human singer, but you're going to get a computer that will mm-hmm. emulate it to a point where it's indistinguishable. And like, So you could watch a YouTube video of it looks like a guy mm-hmm. playing acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. singing a song, and none of, none it, of was... it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 10 years. By by some guy in his basement pressing play on an algorithm. I do want to say it's more complex than pressing play. Like they don't okay. just say make a song, make music video, and they press that button. I do think it's more complex than that. Okay. But essentially, yeah, fake visuals, fake audio. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just increasingly not going to be able to believe what we're seeing. There's going to be some low-grade skepticism that we bring to any sort of visual we'll media, to, yeah. I think. I yep. think. Or have some ways of detecting when something's been created or doctored in that yeah, way. Yeah, that'll be the next big advance is how can we detect deep fakes, mm-hmm. you know, and that'll be a race, which bit of technology stays ahead of the other, you know. Right, because as far as my understanding goes, just an MP3 file for audio, mm. you wouldn't be able to tell just from having that. You would want How to, it was created. Yeah, no, no not at all. Mm-hmm. It's just you'd want to know the uh, project file. Yeah, and see, it's probably you could probably find out there that something w- went awry. But yeah, awry <laughs> was given over to the AI right. to handle. Yeah. Uh, so those are three. Like I know those are kind of gloomy. Yeah, each, <laughs> gloomy episode, man. <laughs> but each of them have their upsides. It's just you know we try to talk about um, things that are influencing the culture, things that we're thinking about, and mm-hmm. it's worth worth knowing. Oh yeah, and um, I mean Black Mirror. That TV show is a great uh, option for kicking around those creative juices as well. Mm -hmm. And they address some of the ethical questions of whether to opt in to any of these things. I mean, presuming in these worlds we have some amount of liberty. Yeah. Would I get get Neuralink? Yeah. Is that a good thing for you to do? But we had to ask ourselves that for all these other things that have come along the way. Should I get a smartphone? Would you? Or is it just too early to say Neuralink? Probably, you can be guaranteed you're not going to get hacked. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I would end up getting it, probably. Yeah, I think I would, too. Yeah. I, I'm i pretty pro-AI. I mean, uh, to the point where, like, you can't beat them, join them. Mm. So I'm willing to do that. <laughs> like, Merge with them. Yeah, I, if there's a merging process <laughs> that takes place in the next 40 years, I think I'm on board for that. Right. I'm along for the ride. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, if you have any questions or comments uh, about this stuff, you can reach us at mailbag at opentotruth.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we write each week a blog, so feel free to subscribe to that, opentotruth.com slash subscribe. Mm-hmm. Right when you get home, yeah. jump on your, your laptop or your phone like, oh yeah, Clint said subscribe. Yep. So. All right, we'll see you next time. Stay, Stay curious. curious.